Hello, and welcome to The Staffing Show, the only podcast that delivers tools, tips, and tactics from the staffing and recruiting industry's top executives and thought leaders. This episode is brought to you by Staffing Referrals, the only automated referral management platform chosen by smart staffing firms. Tired of wasting money on traditional job boards? Sick of reminding recruiters about promoting your referral program? Wish you could eliminate admin work spent tracking referrals and scheduling interviews? That's where Staffing Referrals comes in. Imagine transforming your entire talent pool into digital recruiters on behalf of your company. Think about how happy you'll make your team by eliminating wasted time spent tracking referrals and scheduling interviews. There's a reason that Staffing Referrals is one of the fastest growing software platforms in our industry. It's because staffing executives want to scale faster by automating recruiting processes. It's because with staffing referrals, you can actually see an ROI. And it's because our world is now more digital than ever, and your candidates expect you to keep up. Don't get passed by the competition. Stop missing referrals and start recruiting smarter. Get staffing referrals and improve your tech stack today. To claim one free month, visit www.staffingreferrals.com slash show. That's staffingreferrals.com slash show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Staffing Show. Today, I am super excited to be joined once again by one of my favorite guests, Dan Mori, who is the president of Employment Solutions and the leader of the National Independent Staffing Association. Dan, super excited to talk with you today as we're kicking off 2024 and talking about what's going on in the world and what the future of staffing looks like. Thanks so much for being on the show. For those of you that don't know, Dan, could you maybe give a quick introduction, a little background about how you got into the staffing industry? Yeah, absolutely, man. Definitely glad to be back. Happy New Year to you and to, to all your listeners. I am grateful to be here. For those of you who didn't catch my last interview, like most of you, I got into staffing on accident. I didn't even know it was a thing. And I was invited to join the Employment Solutions Group very early on in its fledgling bootstrap founding stage. And I jumped in with both feet, being completely ignorant to the industry. And I just fell in love. Uh, I got hooked. And we basically grew that agency from a tiny little startup in a very uh, recessed area to have a, a national footprint. And throughout my journey, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of staffing professionals. And I, I consider them genuinely my community. And I've, I've loved connecting with staffing professionals and talking shop to the point where it led me to, to actually succeed. Peter Romberg as the leader of the National Independent Staffing Association, just as, a, as an effort to, to give back to, to my tribe. So that's that's my story. And, and I, I love this industry and I, I love giving back any way I can. Awesome. So you and I are just having a little conversation before this. We're going to jump right in today and talk about what are you seeing in the staffing industry? What's going on in the market today? Yeah, honestly, the biggest thing that I, I think I see is where the staffing industry is in this kind of maybe hurry up and wait or this start and stop or this kind of awkward pause phase because, you know, there's still these mixed signals about a recession and companies you know, employers that would typically engage with staffing agencies and recruiting firms, they're they're cautious, right? And if you look at some of the the word coming out of SIA, there's some cautious optimism for the what's coming ahead. But I think the most important thing that I look at that I want people to realize is that employers 
still have all the open jobs. They still have all of the demand that they had prior and maybe even greater for people, right? So the need is still there. That hasn't gone away, but a lot of agencies feel stalled. They feel like sales cycles are taking longer or it's being more price competitive. And really what it is, is it's, it's not that companies are deciding not to use staffing or that they don't want to. It's just that they're not quite sure it's the best use of their money, which means that they don't quite see the value in the staffing agency services to what they're actually going to get for it. And Dave, a lot of that is actually our fault. You know, a lot of agencies have not really, they've not sold based on value. They've kind of commoditized themselves, you know, because they don't really know how to, they don't know the value. They don't really appreciate the value that they bring to the market. And it forces this commoditization game where they, everyone starts just kind of competing on price and you know, and that's what happens is you start to see some of these revenue forecasts where it's like, oh, our revenue kind of slipped a little bit. Some of that is just margin compression. That's just the clients just pushing downward saying, hey, I need you to cut your rates because we're trying to, you know, get budget alignment and all this stuff. And so you see revenue slip there. But the reality is, is the demand is still there. And I see this trend and I truly believe that there's two things that agencies can do this year that will help them capitalize on this trend and actually kind of write the market. The first one is improving your systems. Like you you have to deliver better value, right? Like you actually have to be really good at what you do. You know, you have to be a better recruiter than what your competition is and what the, your clients can even do. So use automation, use technology, you know, work with mentors, figure out how to actually use systems and efficiencies and all the tools out there to truly deliver the best product or service you possibly can to your client because that's where they're going to start to recognize the value. They're going to feel like something is different and they're actually getting more value out of your service. And then the second piece, once you nail that, then you have to figure out how to sell that value, sell based on value, not on price, right? You have to actually explain what you do, what your service actually does as a solution to the staffing problems that these companies are having, and then work with them to identify what the true financial benefit and the operational benefit is from your service. And that's how you sell based on value is to the problem you're solving, not necessarily to the price that you're competing against. So that's where I see as a trend. And I think those are the two things that agencies can do as they face the headwinds of that trend. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. That's also something I'm seeing with, I mean, a, a lot of agencies are using times like this to drive recruiter efficiency. And I'm hearing of companies talk about Okay, well, how do we increase product quality by using tools to make sure that you have higher quality of talent and that you can prove you have a higher quality of talent or to make sure that you have, for instance, referrals can be a higher quality than the selling on value. I, I hear that a lot and I, I have ideas on how it works and I, you know, we have how we approach it from our organization. But what are some steps that agencies can take to improve how they're selling on value and to make sure that they are actually selling to the problem versus just being the commodity staffing agency? Sure. And, and that's, a, that's a great question. I'll, I'll get to that. But just to kind of respond to your comment about actually being able to demonstrate the value, you're exactly right. We have to learn how to actually talk about the tools that we use to get the best value, you know, like referrals. Like everyone knows inherently that a referred candidate is typically a better quality candidate that sticks around longer, right? Like we just, we know that there's data that suggests that if you can actually walk into a prospect and show them how you're leveraging referrals and how most of your talent that you might recommend to them 
is coming through a referral channel, you know, so you can say, hey, this is going to be most likely a better quality candidate that's more likely to stick around. And oh, by the way, this talent isn't on a job board. Now you're realizing that that's somebody, that's somebody of value that's not accessible to your prospects. So that's just one example that I know plays in your wheelhouse. But when it comes to selling value, the, the biggest mistake that most agencies make is they actually sell what they do and they sell how they do it. Right. So yeah. they'll say, hey, we are a staffing and recruiting firm. We're full service. We've got all the job boards. We've got all the tools. We've got automations, all this stuff. You know, they can have all the tools and then they can say, this is how we do. We, we go through this process and we screen and we vet and we do all of this stuff. And then we submit the candidate to you and you get to interview them and all of this stuff. But in reality, none of that stuff is actually the problem that the company, the employer, the client is trying to solve. Right. And this is where selling on value starts with this level of understanding is what is the actual problem that you're solving for the client company? And what is the value of that solution, right? And all of the stuff that of, of what you do and how you do it doesn't actually solve their problem. It's what that person you're going to place there is actually going to do for the client. You know, in the light industrial space, if they need to get, you know, a thousand widgets out of the warehouse a day to keep their customers happy, and they don't have the people to operate the fork trucks to do it, that's a problem. And the problem is they're not getting enough widgets out of the warehouse a day to keep their customers happy, right? So, but it's your people that can actually do that. So that's the problem that you're solving. And that's what you need to sell to. In healthcare, if they don't have the healthcare providers, the nurses to provide the care and their care goes down, there's a lot of other problems that can actually arise for the healthcare facility. And that's the problem that you're solving by providing people there. So once you understand that, the question that you have to start with is, why do you need this position filled? What is this position going to do for your company that is worth even hiring somebody anyway? And then start talking about that, what they're really trying to solve, and then understand what is the value of that to you? And then really the last thing I'll say on that, because I can go, I can talk for days yeah. you know, about this process, is what is the COI? What is the cost of inaction? right? Like what if you don't get this position filled? What is that going to cost your organization? What is the downside that you're facing if you don't take action on this within a certain period of time? If you shift the conversation there and you train your salespeople to have that level of conversation, you're literally going to be focused on the actual problem that the client is trying to solve and talking about the value that the solution that you might be able to provide to them actually does for them. So that's that's really how I would suggest that people approach the at least starting the value selling process. Absolutely love that. I feel like every time we talk about sales, I feel like I'm always picking up tidbits that I can use in my own life. So I uh, appreciate the insights there. And I use them royalty free. Uh, <laughs> royalty free. We've seen the market shift from talent has all the power and we need more candidates. We need more candidates. We need candidates at all costs, pay indeed whatever you need to pay to we need more clients. And it's been in this, it's shifted for a longer period of time than I've experienced where clients have been a number one priority for quite a while. I don't know if it's still exactly there, but the last survey that we did through Staffing Hub, the, I think the number one challenge was finding new clients. And we hear that across the board. And I know that one of the things we want to talk today about is the Staffing Sales Summit, which is something that you have up and coming. Can we dig into what the Staffing Sales Summit is and how is this going to help agencies solve this problem of getting new clients? Absolutely, man. I'm definitely glad you asked. The Staffing Sales Summit is a really a first-of-its-kind conference that focuses exclusively on solving the problem we just talked about. And it's actually training. It's dedicated exclusively to train salespeople 
on the skills, the strategies, the techniques, the tactics that are absolutely necessary to be successful selling this year and this year going forward. And I recognize sales. Obviously, I pay attention to all the data that you put out, you know, and I was looking at all of that stuff. I'm in the industry. I talk to a lot, hundreds of staffing agencies on the regular, and I hear that sales is a really big challenge. And I'm like, what? It shouldn't be. You know, and then I talked to the the great trainers like Tom Erb and Mark Winter and, you know, uh, Rob Geis from Butler Street and those folks over there. And I'm like, I'm like, is it really like this big of a challenge? Like, I don't understand it. And they're like, people just aren't, they're still using the old playbook. And it just, it's not going to work. Like it, the companies expect something different. This is the dynamic that I'm seeing. 2020 kind of sucked for the industry. I think it was one of the first years in a long time that we actually saw a major dip in revenue overall as an industry. But 2021 was a banner year, right? And everyone kind of grew. They expanded. They got used to that new neighborhood, right? And then 2022 was kind of flat. Everyone's like freaking out a little bit. And then 2023 was like also flat. And everyone's like, holy cow, it's getting really hard out here. And they're feeling like they might have to move back to the old neighborhood because they can't grow and they're trying to figure out how to grow and they keep doing the old playbook. And Dave, it is so simple. Like if you're going to grow, you just need more customers or you need to make more money on the customers that you have. So either sell more to those customers and expand them or increase your margins, right? But this is what happens. And I'm like so jacked out of my mind right now because I love this topic is that people get scared right? And they get the scarcity mindset and they want to hang on to these customers. So they cut their price. And this is what happens. This is what they don't re- This is unintended consequence. As soon as you drop your price, you change the value perception in the client's mind. They start to think that your service is actually worth less. And then even worse than that, you reduce the amount of margin that you actually have to service your customers. So now you have to do the same or more with less money, which is impossible and is certainly not sustainable. And then this keeps happening in your service to clients because you're figuring out how to make it work with less money. And then they feel like they're not getting the value that they want, right? So like, that's never the answer. So we actually have to be selective and say, hey, if you want me to properly service you in this market, we might actually have to raise our price. However, the increased price is going to be less of a cost than the value you're going to get out of it because I'm going to be able to deliver better results to you, right? And like, that's that mindset. So that's why I'm excited about the Staffing Sales Summit is because we have some of the absolute best trainers like Tom Herb and the folks from Butler Street and Mark Winter and Jeff Stoss from Haley's going to be there. John Rutten from Aviante is going to be delivering his How to Sell Staffing Services, which is one of the top watched videos and top commented on session from Staffing Monthly over the past year. People just ate that up. He's going to deliver it live and take Q&A in a pretty amazing workshop. So I'm just I'm just juiced about this and I hopefully it can it can help people get over this and start selling value and being better equipped to sell in 2024. Yeah. And, and what inspired the event? I mean, I, when you told me you were doing the staffing sales summit, my first thought was, well, we need this because this is where the market's at right now. And this is the number one challenge, but was it, was it a, there's demand for it right now? What was kind of the inspiration to, to come up with the staffing sales summit? So two things, one, it's a necessity, right? It definitely is needed. It's going to meet the market where it's at. It's going to teach the people that decided to make the investment to get to Orlando in February to attend this summit, it's going to teach them the skills that they need to actually meet the market where it's at. So it's absolutely needed. However, I will tell you selfishly, I create the things that I wish that I had or would have had growing up in my career. 
and I had never seen, and maybe there was and I missed it, but I've, I had never seen a conference dedicated purely to teaching salespeople how to be the best salespeople in the staffing industry. There, there's a lot of sales training organizations out there that you know I'm a big fan of. Obviously, I'm a Sandler guy. I attended a lot of their conferences. But at the end of the day, those are agnostic at best. And it takes a, a special person to be able to take those skill sets and apply it specifically to an industry. But here we have staffing specific sales trainers and coaches, the best of the best, leading actual workshops, not just academic theoretical sessions, workshops, giving people the tools and techniques they need to sell in the staffing industry. So I, I just, it was something I've always wanted. And now the, the need was there. So I'm like, if not me, who, if not now, when, right? I love it. I love it. And, uh, and and it feels like there's never been a better time in the market for this. And it also, if anybody else is experiencing what I've heard from many agency owners, I think there's a realization that this training should have been going on for the last three to five years. And doing it now is imperative, but doing it before these moments is probably an on an ongoing basis. Seems like a pretty good idea. <laughs> That's my thought. And, and if I can actually just hit, and I know that anyone that actually follows me on LinkedIn, and if you don't send me a request, follow me, I'm going to be sending out updates about the speakers, the sessions, but just to kind of give a sneak peek, like we're hitting both sides. We're hitting a lot of sessions specifically to the sales producer. So if you're an owner of an agency or a sales leader or a senior leader, and you feel like you need to level up your sales game and send your producers, they're going to learn a lot. But we also have some key sales management topics, right? So one of the ones that I absolutely love about a, a sales management topic is actually onboarding salespeople, you know, because there's a right way and there's a wrong way. And if you do it the wrong way, the biggest trap you set for yourself is actually hanging on to them too long. And it's actually a money suck out of your business, right? And, and you actually don't just lose the money that you might waste on a wrong fit salesperson, but you lose the opportunity cost of actually not having the right person there too. So stuff like that and actually teaching you how to how to recruit and onboard the right salespeople. You know, we also have a specific sales management topic specific to navigating these weird turbulent times and actually still getting the most out of your salespeople. So really kind of managing that. I'm excited about those ones, but obviously I mentioned that John Rutten's coming back talking about how to sell staffing services. We got Tomer talking sales mindset. A lot of times out there when it's really, really hard, like we're moving into and you get that that stiff headwind, salespeople can get knocked out of the box and they got to have the right mindset to, to really keep hungry and keep grinding and keep pushing at it. And obviously a really big one that I'm really, really excited about, actually two, and these are actually later, these are the afternoon of day two. So this is an event you're going to want to stay both days. We got actually the Butler Street folks doing negotiating your way through the toughest objections. And this one's going to be paramount right now because that's what you're facing. When salespeople are calling on customers, they're getting things like, hey, we've got a budget freeze or, hey, we're delaying this result, you know, the, the decision or we're not hiring right now or we're not using agencies right now. All these objections that are really tough. And if your salespeople aren't prepared to navigate through those tough objections and, and close the deal, you're not going to get it. You're going to lose out. And I hate to say it. The other person that's actually in the room learning it, they're going to get the business, right? Because they're going to learn these techniques. But the, the other one, as I mentioned before, if you want to grow your business, get more clients, which that last session hits that, or grow your existing one. We have Tomer closing out the conference with maximizing client relationships. And this is how do you actually keep delivering value and expanding the, the business that you get with your current clients. Not to pat myself on the back, but 
I'm also tentatively planning on dropping into a track and doing my value selling session and actually teaching people how I sell specifically based on value with real industry examples. So some big stuff coming up. I'm personally excited for the lessons because I feel like learning and sales is something that's always always helps with owning a business and every aspect of it. So I also I noticed on the the registration you guys are limiting attendees to 100 people. Any reason why you guys decided to go that route? So I had to limit the registration when it's the first time that we're doing this. So I don't know what yeah. to expect, right? But I wanted to pick a really cool, fun venue, right? When I was yeah. thinking about this, I'm thinking about salespeople, and we're typically high energy and we're fun and we like. We like being around that. So I wanted to pick a really cool, unique style venue that's not typical for conferences. So I actually picked Margaritaville in Orlando. And this is going to be fun. I mean, it's an amazing campus. It's incredible. Yeah. But when we got to it, it does not have the the room counts, the, the actual hotel room counts that like the Gaylords have, right? Yeah. Or the huge, like the, the one, the World One Center or whatever, like those huge conference centers where like, you know, the ARIA where SIA is going to be like, it just didn't have all of those massive room availability. So we actually had like, you know, we got to condense this space right here. We got the conference space, but the actual hotel rooms to stay on campus. So we're like, we're going to limit this right here. And that's where we're at. I know that actually for the special room rate, that actually ends January 22nd. So we had about three weeks left of the, the special conference rate for the hotel rooms to book it. So if you're not registered, I would get in now and then get that rate. But yeah, that's that's why we decided to limit it, not knowing what we're going to do. We're going to see what happens this year. And if it really is like if people show up the way that I, it looks like they are and the way that I believe they're going to be based on the need, then, you know, we'll look to expand next year. But I just wanted a really fun venue for salespeople in February. So yeah, I love that. I was going to ask about networking and collaboration opportunities, but I somehow missed that it was at Margaritaville. Any, any other activities planned? I think it's gonna be a good time. Yeah, we've got we've definitely got some stuff planned. We've got obviously the welcome reception that people can come out to where we're going to have food and beverage out to to mix, mingle, network, get to know people. And I do know that some of our partners are putting on events in the evening between day one and day two. So on the, the evening of the 21st, there's going to be certainly partner events that are going to be special to them. But obviously, all of the, the food and beverage throughout the entire day is going to be there and a lot of network opportunities on lunch breaks. So Definitely a lot of a lot of opportunity to meet with fellow salespeople and to meet, you know, kind of one-on-one or kind of a small group with some of the, the trainers and consultants that are going to be there. Awesome. Well, I'm genuinely excited for the event. Last question I have around the event, and you've talked a little bit about this from just the topics and kind of the, the people who are going to be speaking there. Are there any specific goals or outcomes that you expect the attendees to, to walk away with? Absolutely. So selfishly, the one thing that I want to see happen is in 30 days after the event, or actually when I'm speaking at the exec forum, if anyone that's also at both events, if they can come up to me and say, hey, I learned this nugget at the Staffing Sales Summit and I applied it and I had a positive result, like that's that's my objective. But ultimately, the biggest thing that I want people to leave with is you know, one, two, maybe three just gold nuggets that's going to change the way they sell, that's going to either help them book more meetings, acquire more clients, or just really negotiate to get a a margin, you know, or markup or bill rate that is going to give the agency the margin they need to properly service the client. And all the gold nuggets are in there. I mean, I'm looking at the agenda right now and it's solid. And there's some other stuff that I haven't even disclosed yet that are going to, I'm going to announce on LinkedIn here coming up. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm super excited for the event. And are there any other kind of 
trends or takeaways, that, things that you'd like to talk about regarding the staffing industry right now? I know this is top of mind for you. It's something I'm excited about. It feels like it's solving the biggest challenge that's out there. Anything else you wanted to dig into before we hop off today? So kind of on the same theme of the Staffing Sales Summit, and this is something I don't know, I'd have to look at your recent report to see if this was brought up, but it was just kind of an anecdotal feeling for me and some of the other owners and leaders of agencies I've talked to is that I feel like even though we're so far removed from the pandemic, I feel like there's still this lagging sense of burnout. People are just like kind of run down a little bit and they're they're kind of, I don't know, they're I don't know. I, I can't really explain it. Like maybe burnout is really the best way to do it. And I feel like we as an industry need to do a better job, like training and developing our people, right? Like I think that especially the newer generation that's coming in, like they don't have all of the work experience that some of your more senior people do, right? Because they've been doing the role for a while and they're coming in and they need a level of guidance and they want clear roadmaps of what their career is actually looking for. And they want to be trained, they want to be developed. And I feel like most organizations haven't really focused on that uh, over the last three years because we've just been trying to survive. You know, either, you know, during COVID, it was like, we need to survive for our own survival. Year or year and a half after COVID, it's like, holy cow, we need to survive because we can't keep up, right? And like, now we're like all just scared. We're in this panic mode because we don't know what's going to go on in the industry. But the one thing that's kind of fallen through the cracks is just people not training and developing their staff. So that also leads to not being able to deliver the value that you need to for your, your clients. So me personally, that is my number one mission this year is for in my own company is training and development, making sure that we're developing our leaders and making sure that they have everything they need to ascend up the, the corporate ladder. My role with the National Independent Staffing Association is we're bringing in the best speakers, the best coaches, consultants, providing the best training content and sharing that with the members of the association so they can use that in their training and development efforts. And then obviously we're putting on things like the, the Staffing Sales Summit to provide training and development content for those organizations or agencies out there that actually care about training and developing their people and they want to, to, to make that investment. So that's biggest trend for me is, is I see not enough of that and we need more of it if we're going to grow and, and really uh, you know, kind of conquer this year. It's funny that you bring that out. This is literally our one of our annual goals and for the first time ever, like quarterly professional development hours tracked because it is in good times, it's easy to just focus on delivering on the business. And then you realize when things get a little challenging, like, oh, we, we all have to level up. And so I think now is the time, Staffing Sales Summit, Orlando. I'm excited. I agree, man. The only way you grow your business is growing your people. Absolutely. Well, Dan, uh, as always, really enjoyed having you on the show. Super excited for your conference and excited to see you in Orlando. I right, man. Look forward to seeing you at the summit. Thanks for listening to The Staffing Show. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at staffinghub.com to never miss an episode. Until next time.